Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansen, you generally keep your family out of the hospital. Is that true? So far, I've done really well. I mean, I, we've had a lot of visits to the emergency room, but I'm but guessing, I've protected them pretty well. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing you've probably protected them because you've kept them away from, from lead-based plumbing. I've yeah. definitely that done how that, you did that, yeah. But, like, I haven't kept them away from their sports that, you know, try to injure them up, but the plumbing, the piping, I've done pretty well with. I mentioned in the last segment that lead was typically used beginning in the early 20th century, 1900. Late, late 1800s? It, yes. Mm. Yeah, 1890-ish to about 1960-ish. Just out of curiosity, I'm throwing you a curveball, but what did they use prior to that? Do you have any idea? Outhouses. Oh, that was the beginning of plumbing then, with yeah. lead piping. Okay, right. perfect. So now we've got galvanized, and that's going to be pre-1960-ish up to, I don't know, 1970-something. Mm. And so galvanized metal is actually an iron on the inside. You got galvanized on the outside, and that's actually addressing the galvanic corrosion. Basically, let's take the word galvanic off and just call it corrosion. Okay. And so that helps with the corrosion, but you still have a material that can corrode on the inside, and that's quite often what happens with galvanized. So they did a 10-year stint with that, huh? Yeah. 1960, 1970, and then they decided, hmm, maybe we'll try something else. Yeah. I'm going to go for a little longer than that, but okay. let's say that it was that period of time. Okay. Quite often what will happen with galvanized plumbing is that you get the outside that still looks okay, more or less, the inside, though, is going to be a corrosion mess. Mm, so you got impure water coming through there and corrosion. And so, yeah, what might have started as a half-inch inner diameter mm. that was delivering water starts corroding, and now you've got maybe a quarter or an eighth-inch diameter until the point where it actually seals Plugs off completely. Up, so you lose water pressure. Or you swear enough that you just go replacing the stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can tell if you've got that. I mean, does it actually start to limit your water pressure then? It definitely does. Mm, okay. The ability of water to get through a much smaller diameter hole is going to show up as low pressure at the sink. Mm, okay, good to know. Okay, so pre-1960s, the corrosion builds up on the inside. If you want to know if you've got galvanized, you can scratch that. Now, in the last segment, we talked about how maybe if you suspect lead, you want to do that with something that you're not going to be dipping in the peanut butter. Right, exactly. Right? You can use a knife, but don't leave lead on the knife. Yeah, so let's go with a pocket knife instead. And if you're testing galvanized, you can actually use that same pocket knife. And when you scratch lead, it's going to be a shiny sort of a material. When you scratch galvanized, it's going to give you a silver gray color that is less shiny. Okay. But if someone doesn't have the two to compare to each other, and that they're a little bit insecure about whether or not shiny is shiny or not shiny. Oh, you are so good at segues, Heidi. <laughs> you didn't know it, but here's the next bullet point on galvanized. If oh. you've got a magnet. Yes. Just hook up the magnet to that. The magnet oh. will attract to the galvanized plumbing. Yeah, I like that idea. It does not attract anything else. Oh, good. It doesn't attract to lead. It certainly doesn't attract to copper or to plastic Ooh, plumbing. magic. The magic magnet. M magnet magic. I'd recommend See, that See, you magnet. stole my thunder that time. Let's talk about copper. This one might be your favorite. I love copper. I just y think it's cool. You're the one with the grandpa that says, when in doubt, go with copper. Yeah, I don't know if copper is the best for all the plumbing in the house, but I just like the copper color. That copper wire is pretty. Copper piping is pretty. Yeah, I wouldn't know what pretty is. I'm a guy. So <laughs> copper is going to be more prone to freezing. 
Mm. We talked about that in the first segment, how if you've got that cabin in the mountains. You don't want the copper. You don't want the copper. A person might think, well, I do have a heater system, but that may or may not work. It might run out of propane. It might lose power. And then the whole house goes south. All the copper pipes burst and then life starts to suck. Yeah, and it's kind of expensive to keep the heat on year round when you're not there for nine months or 10 months out of the year. So, yeah, if you got that mountain cabin or a home that's liable to be subject to two degree temperatures, mm-hmm. then copper might be something you want to avoid. And I'm going to say you and I had agreed that if you got an ice maker in there, you want to go copper. But in the cabin, you don't in the cabin, you don't No, no, then. And here's why, even if you have just that two foot segment, and let's take the worst case scenario. We'd talked about how if you're going through the floor, maybe you've got tile there. All it takes is one area to fail, and then you've got that free swimming pool in the basement again. Turn oh. off your ice maker water when you leave for the winter. Good plan. That might be the best idea. The mighty Heidi strikes again. <laughs> Copper in freezing conditions, or in any conditions, has the ability to expand to one and a half times the diameter before it bursts. That's fascinating. And the plastic can actually do six times the diameter Actually, that's that the bursts. fascinating one. Yeah. If you do your own research on this, there's a lot of places on the internet where somebody will say, when in doubt, go copper. Hmm. And for me... That might have been the best option Grandpa had. Let's give Grandpa credit. Yeah. You're better at being nice to Grandpa than me. <laughs> But, yeah, for him, he might have been correct. Times have changed. Yeah, my thinking is that quite often, and I should back up, home inspectors have to be arrogant by nature. Hmm. And I'm arrogant. Well, you get you need a little practice. You I, know. I, You're I humble have, most of the time. I've right? had lots of practice being arrogant. <laughs> so my thing is quite often people that think they know what they're talking about actually don't. And quite often the group think, or I'm going to coin a new term and call it crowd think, just because everybody agrees on something doesn't mean that everybody's correct. Mm, good point. And so when we have phrases like this, when in doubt, go copper, Totally not true, especially if the doubt has to do with maybe a home that is very much subject to freezing. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got a home in northern Alaska, when in doubt, go plastic. So it takes a certain amount of knowledge rather than a a phrase like, when in doubt, go copper. Crowd think can get out of hand. Crowd think, I love that term. And that happens actually in a number of other subjects relating to home inspection. I could tell you stories about crowd think as relates to lead-based paint and meth and you know some of the other issues but we'll cover that in we'll do other cr- segments can, yeah we'll talk about crowd think again crowd think you'll have to remind me to recoin that term as opportunities arise i want to very quickly hit other plastic plumbing and materials you can actually get pvc to work yes And PVC has the advantage, you know, of course, it's not a metal, but if you have a stamp on it that says NSFPW, NSF is National Sanitation Foundation, Mm. PW means potable water, and so that will work. The disadvantage to PVC is that it's more brittle. So if little Johnny were to hit copper with a bat or with another plumbing pipe... It might bend or dent Yeah, it slightly. might be able to take the abuse. Mm. If little Johnny hits pecs with a pipe, it also might be able Which to take the, the abuse. Which is the plastic pipe, just right. to clarify. And PVC is very much allowed by code, but if little Johnny hits the PVC with a bat or a pipe, it busts and then things get ugly. Mm. There are strengths uh, associated with the PVC, 
but there's a lot more weaknesses. You'd probably want to go with something else, given the choice. So plastic is not PVC. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, plastic is going to be a lot more flexible. You can bend and coil that. PVC is a little bit flexible, but you could never coil it. Okay. And then, of course, for the plumbing lines, you've got cast iron and ABS. i got to tell you one story. Okay, let's hear it. So I was doing an inspection a number of years ago, and I saw in the middle of this unfinished basement, the home was about 1930, 1940, I'm going to say, and it had this cast iron four-inch diameter plumbing line that was coming from the upstairs. Hmm. And I saw that there was some little spider web type cracks going here and there. Right. And so I got out my stylus hmm. just for my phone. It wasn't anything hard or anything. And I started poking around that crack to see what sort of a crack it was. Right. I totally destroyed that pipe. Oh. I left an area about the size of my fist where the top side of that cast iron pipe was totally exposed. Oh. And now we had sewage. So it was just disintegrated and just it, the flakes were still much, sitting on top of there? Pretty much disintegrated. Yeah. We had what remaining pieces of that cast iron pipe come completely off and you can sit there and watch sewage flow past and at this point. You're sure your stylus wasn't a sledgehammer? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to picture this. And <laughs> so, watching of course, the I had no options. Yikes. The best thing I could do was to try and seal that up temporarily with electrician's tape, which, of course, was oh my goodness. not a good solution, but it was better than leaving it open. the homeowner before yeah. they try to blame so you. So we had a very angry homeowner. I bet. And so I had to make that better. But... There are a number of lessons to be learned there. One is that if you've got cast iron pipe and it's old and it's cracked, be very careful. Don't touch it. Sell the house. (laughs) Sell the house. Actually, I'm not recommending that. That is so bad and unfair to the new buyers. Yeah, because little Johnny is liable to go take that galvanized piece of plumbing and mash it. Rather than go prodding on it with screwdrivers or whatever, you're going to want to strongly consider replacing that. Wrapping that one up. We're going to hit polybutylene next time. That will be its own segment. There was a lawsuit associated with that. So we're going to cover the issues associated with polybutylene. Mm. Wrapping this one up, homemedicusa.com. And your master of your mansion thing. Uh, yeah, your, I've got your, that one figured your mansion, out, by the way. Let's say your mansion's got the cast iron sewer line, and what have we got? So we've got choices of galvanized or copper. I'm betting you're going to go copper with your mansion. Um, my mansion has a CrowdThink sign in it that says, stay true to yourself, stay away from CrowdThink. Yeah? Yeah. That do, works. do the best thing Let's for you. Put that sign right in front of your mansion. <laughs> it's <laughs> about 20 feet in each direction that says, Don't crowd think. All I right. like it. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Thanks, Heidi. 